0: And we're joined on the line now by Narina Fisser, strategist at ETFSA. Good morning, Narina. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning on this hot Wednesday. <laughs> the less said about the heat, Narina, the better. But, yeah. but the heat is on the currency. The Rand once again reaching record levels yesterday. And, oh, you know, one of the emerging market currencies that is really feeling the strain against dollar strength.
1: Indeed, you know we do know that the rand is one of the, the the most liquid emerging market currencies, so not only do we find that it is a, sort of an expression of a view on South Africa in particular um, when the rand is sold down but it 's certainly also a, a channel or a means. For for international investors to exercise their view on, on other emerging market currencies that may be less liquid. So what we're finding is that this very weak level of the RAND um, certainly normally would boost our RAND head shares, and it did so again yesterday on the industrial side, but due to the continued slump in commodity prices, there was no reprieve in the, in the resources sector, in the mining sector, and that one continued to be weighed down, not only by the poor commodity prices, but obviously also the likes of London rights issue <clears throat> and several other um, sort of company specific um, issues that continue to plague that sector. For example, Billiton and the, and, the, and the massive oil dam spill, oh not oil, sorry, the, the full dam that they um, had the dam break in Brazil. So generally speaking, the RAND has not benefited the, um, the equity market as much yesterday as, as we would have liked to see. Um, but of course the other problem is the feedback loop that this has going into the um, in into specifically our um our lack of sufficient export sectors and then ultimately the feedback loop back into inflation. And I guess that's really where we have to sort of focus our, our attention at the moment because we do have the the, the final MBC meeting coming up next week but then straight after that third quarter GDP. So Since we had a surprise contraction in output of GDP during the second quarter, there's been some some significant focus on whether South Africa will be in a recession um, of when the third quarter GDP numbers are released in two weeks' time. Now, this would be referring to a technical recession, which is really when we have two quarters, consecutive quarters of contraction, and I think at this stage, the jury is still out. Um, Following on from better-than-expected manufacturing data yesterday, um, the is an indication that maybe we will be able to avoid this technical recession during the third quarter but there's absolutely no doubt that I think South Africa continues to languish with recessionary conditions so there might be sort of a technical reason why on a quarter to quarter basis we escape the the recession in the third quarter but if we then look through to the current quarter where we are now I think the successive drought in the country is certainly going to affect um, GDP growth in the fourth quarter quite significantly with some reports calling for as much as 1% taken off GDP growth because of the current drought conditions So certainly not boding well For the economic growth outlook For South Africa um, Even if we escape As I say A technical recession The, the general recessionary conditions Continue in the economy
0: So narina With all of these negative forces Feeding into uh, domestic growth Or should we say The lack of growth <laughs> um, the, What is the outlook For the final MPC meeting this year Will the Reserve Bank Be the Grinch That stole Christmas this year <laughs>
1: Oh, know, I think, yes, they might very well be. You know, we, we saw quite a shift in, in expectation on um, the, the Saab's interest rate policy um, since last week when the U.S. jobs data came out so strong and there's now a better than even chance that the U.S. will increase interest rates at, at their final meeting in, Feb- in, in December. So I guess the, the question is, will the Saab move preemptively and increase rates next week when they meet, or will they wait to further... See what the US Fed does. and then wait until February and I, sorry, January for their first meeting next year. And I do think that there is um, a, a reasonably good chance that the NDC will increase interest rates next week. This is more a, an, an issue of managing inflation expectations, and certainly the the weakness in the rand and then the likes of of the increase in food inflation as a result of this drought is certainly going to push the inflation much higher in South Africa. And as much as an, uh, an increase in interest rates will not affect any of those sort of inflationary pressures, it is very important from a credibility point of view that the that the SAAB um, is seen to be reacting, sorry, being proactive in its interest rate policy. And I think because of that, we will probably see an interest rate increase next week. So certainly um, more bad news for domestic consumers that are already straining under these recessionary conditions in South Africa
0: well, I refuse to leave it there. There has to be something positive out there to lift our spirits, Narina.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. You know, Kina, certainly we're very quick to, to, to criticise government um, for, for lack of response in terms of focusing on other aspects of our export industry other than the mining um, sector. And, and that is why it's so particularly pleasing for me to see the policy shift that has been announced in government around the motor manufacturing industry in particular. So we have this um, automotive production and development program which has been in place since 2013 which provides um, import credits to international um, car manufacturers um, for for vehicles that they manufacture in South Africa. But as it stands at the moment, that credit only kicks in at 50,000 units annually. And um, many of your smaller manufacturers and also manufacturers of the likes of of trucks and, and buckies and so on have said that those barriers to entry are too high, and we do know that some of them have been looking at production capacity in Nigeria as an alternative to South Africa. So government has now announced that they will introduce a sliding scale on that import credit benefit, um, starting at a credit of 10% for 10,000 units um, annually, and then sliding up to the 18% credit for 50,000 vehicles. And that certainly is very good news for our motor manufacturing industry, and and I guess with the the state visit by President Zuma to Germany this week, let's hope that that can filter through into, into other aspects of our export market as well because what we do still find is that a lot of the motor vehicle component parts are still imported into South Africa. So maybe if we can expand our manufacturing capacity beyond just the final assembly of vehicles, we really can kick-start the economy from a productive point of view and also with it create some of those much-needed jobs. Thank you